Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of D&D RPG. Roll initiative. Hey, check it out. I've got two quick announcements for you before we jump into the episode. First off, if you aren't following us on Facebook, please jump over there and follow us on Facebook. It's in the description for the podcast at the LARP channel. We're currently doing a raffle competition for a free dice box and a free set of dice plus one bonus surprise throughout the month of November as a special way of saying thank you to all of our listeners. If you're not already there, jump over there, find the post, and follow the instructions. All you have to do is share that post and tag us on the social media Facebook to be entered in. And the more shares you put in, the more entries you get put in for the raffle. Second little announcement, we're currently looking for artists who can help us put together small comic book style depictions. Not highly detailed, more like the funnies you find in the newspaper. For some of the scenes in some of our past episodes, plus potentially a new cover photo for upcoming episodes. So if you're interested in that, once again, jump over to the Facebook page at, at the LARP channel and get us get in touch with us. Until then, enjoy the episode. Last I recall, um, you guys fought the mummy. You had the weird effects where you changed sizes and everything. Um, then you fought the uh, Mercer had figured out the the two scrolls could remove curses, so the mummy rot went away. He's no longer blue. Finally. Oh man, <laughs> I was gonna suggest we get Randy Gary. Gosh. Actually, that's a stretch. No, no, but I'm, but I'm for you. I try. You know, I don't know. I don't feel good because it's the weekend. So like. um, and then you guys fought the water weird, and um, you found you did find a golden arrow of giant slaying, fighting, sure. fighting the mummy, and then you found a second one, fighting the water weird. Um, that one was setting at the bottom of that puddle because the puddle dried up after the water weird had died. And that little alcove became your guys' spot to spend the night. I do want one of those arrows. Go for it, man. I thought you had the uh, the first one. No, Esther had the first one. She did? Mm-hmm. Because you were like, I want it! Okay, no, 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 no. The last recording, she got the blue crystal that enchants weapons for 24 hours, you said you picked up the arrow. Oh, okay. I thought it was the second arrow. Okay, well, I got no, the I second arrow one. never got into the last recording. That's why I was mentioning it now. Oh. oh. Well, okay. Well, I mean, I can use it. Uh, Sets nice. the arrow on the ground. Yeah. Catapult! Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Anything and everything becomes a throwing weapon with catapult. I know. Catapult! As long as it's between one to five pounds. No, 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 no. Specifically with this guy. And not being wielded or ca- or carried or worn, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I could easily see somebody going, well, I use Mage Hand and rip his amulet off of him. 
drop it to the ground, and then go, you want it back? Catapult! Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate yeet. Uh, we can both ad- agree that the Thanos Gauntlet mod in Skyrim with okay. the telekinesis, that's the ultimate yeet. Okay, yeah. These guys could be 150 feet away. You use telekinesis using the Thanos Gauntlet mod. Mm-hmm. It jerks them up to you, and the body is just like dead ragdoll. weight, ragdoll. Rag- I love ragdoll. And you can do one of th- three things. You can either hold it there and just beat on it. Yeah. You can start bringing it towards you and then drop the spell and it goes flying past you. Redefining the phrase. Or you stop it in front of you and then when if they're alive and you let them go, they go flying. <laughs> oh my god. So you do, basically it's like doing the Fusterada on the top of a mountain. You guys had gone to bed for the night after killing the water weird and you used that particular alcove as your spot to camp out. Um, how much of the elk meat do you have left? Oh, God, I, mean, I think we've been eating all of it, don't you? Uh, there, well, I mean, we had 100 pounds, so realistically, if each person's eating a couple pounds a day... Well, it's been like three weeks since you got it, too. Because you got it way back at the beginning when you guys left to the Temple of the Arch Sky and killed the... Yeah, so, okay, so hold on. Here's why I'm asking, because you said it was in a vacuum seal yeah, inside the backpack. It is. I researched into that. Vacuum sealing only preserves meat for about 10 to 15 days oh, before crap. it starts to rot. Oh, this, no. this is magic. This, this is not true <laughs> vacuum sealing. This is magic. I mean, that is kind of a point, but, like, I don't want to get food poisoning and have my character off because of that. I mean, if you, ha- if you have, like, six or seven pounds left, I'm not going to say anything about it, but if you still have, like, 15 to 18 pounds One, of it two, left. Three, four, five. So five people. Well, it's been four for a lot of it. Okay. Well, so that'd be 25. Whoops. So that'd be, well, that'd be 25 days by three pounds a person a day. Um, so that's, that'd be 21 days. So basically I have a day, a little over a day left. Okay, so not a whole lot left. No. All right. Okay, no big deal then. Um, day and then breakfast. <clears throat> yeah. And not even, <coughs> not even really breakfast. It was 1.19, which means I probably have like oh, a pound left point. in total. Oh, okay. yeah, and yeah, yeah. so like I would be like making like a week stew with it and be like, well, this is it. Enjoy your uh, broth. Super <laughs> crappy uh, salty broth. Soup for breakfast. We'll, 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 we'll add some natural stone salt into it. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, it's already salty enough. It doesn't need any help. Yeah, don't add more salt. We all we don't need arrhythmia. Okay, we'll we'll give it some stone mineral herbs then. How about that? There we go. I mean, that'll work. Yeah. But you guys wake up the next morning, and it's. I'm not gonna say it's really really faint, but it's not blaringly loud. Mm-hmm. You you start hearing this. <laughs> Sound from outside the cave. Oh no, I don't like this. So what do you guys do? Uh, I mean, we're gonna go investigate. On, obviously. Yeah. All right. What's the cheeping? Keep peeping? I think it's uh. What, what would we I think it's our breakfast. Sounds good to me. Assuming it's not one of the griffins that we need to capture. Oh yeah, that would suck. Oops, we accidentally ate the thing we were after. It was good. I mean, I fried it in lard, so it was delicious, but... 
Is that what that is? There are, oh, okay. There are so many different little tunes that have stuck to my head that I keep playing them over in my head that I've forgotten where I where they came from. All right. So you guys come around the corner. The sound is coming farther up the path in the direction you need to go. And it almost now that you're outside. It almost seems like the sound is traveling on the wind, so it might not be as close as you think it is. No, then I come back and I grab the rest of the party. Alright. Uh, hmm. Vester's down to cryo. Is that over it? No. No? No. So it is a clear sky. Unless you have a Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like. I don't know. Sometimes I say things without actually knowing what they mean, and then I embarrass myself. It probably has something to do with the weird clown. Oh, God. I don't want to know. La, 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 Alright, so this line here is going to represent the cliff's edge of the mountain. Do you guys start traveling out? Yeah. Yes. So it's clear skies, there's a mild breeze, nothing Ooh. to be worried about. So it's like nice. <sighs> yeah. Which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Basically, rough translation means uh, in, to engage in shenanigans. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do this! I'm starting to feel a little better. <clears throat> and as you guys travel up, one thing that you see looks kind of familiar because you've encountered this before the other thing that you see does not look so familiar because you haven't encountered it before oh I got a roll percentile dice for this 76 and above nope all right so I'm going to give you guys the choice. Do you just start walking up the path, or do you sneak up, or... Um, our best sneaky person needs to sneak up. Which, our best sneaky person... Um, oh no, is that has, me? No, it's me, and I, I because of my armor, I have disadvantage. Ah, oh, bruh. I thought you said Celine was the sneakiest. Well, she's the sneakiest by the fact of she has a plus two, and she's proficient in stealth. But, like, in regards to, like, who would actually be the sneakiest to be Mercer, probably. Oh, crap. Okay. What, what stat is sneaking? It's dex. Dex? Oh. Which, none of our characters are dex-based characters. Mm. Well, okay, es- wait, Esther. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, no, she's crazy enough. Yeah, that's why I said I think my two characters are I mean, the she's most. Got a, she's got a three plus three for dex. So well, if you're proficient in stealth, that's the big kicker because oh, you yeah, add your yeah, dex yeah. modifier plus your proficiency modifier. Yeah. Whereas if you're not proficient, it's just the ability modifier. Yeah. All right, so if Celine's going to try to stealth up there or she Mercer. Will, or... She will try. All right. But what, what are we seeing? Well, like, what do we see? What's the first thing you see here 
is you see another shrine with another minotaur skull on it and two gems in the eye sockets. Yeah! Shiny! Okay. Oh, dang. Uh, that's going to be a, a 23 stealth. A smart DM probably would have done this from the beginning. But are you a smart DM? Hey, now I'm <laughs> still the DM. Oh shit! That's the big kicker. Yes. All right. So I need to roll perception for these guys. that Celine sees now that she's snuck up here is she sees two griffins that are nested right here on an edge it looks like a hand kind of it's called a hand of the mountain because it's a cliff that comes out and kind of mm. cups in a rock area and they've perched and nested right and here we on need the edge. eggs right you guys did make an agreement for uh, griffin eggs you get you offer been offered to get them in exchange for 150 gold per egg Ooh. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. well we better do it then well right now Celine is the only one who who's noticing the uh the griffins because of the ledge going upward at an angle actually i'm just gonna make my way back to the party okay, okay. For the moment. Okay. I tell the party that uh, there's two griffins with a nest. Um, we're clearly not going to be able to just, you know, get to the nest and steal their eggs. Steal the eggs, so uh, we're going to have some barbecue griffin. Ooh, yeah, I want mine extra crispy. And Celine's like, prepare for war. I mean, I don't feel like it's war, just like So, a total time. disregard for the monument with the Minotaur skull on it? Well, for now, because last one was poisoned with yeah, weird we'll, crappy we'll little like, darts, we'll, so... We'll you guys still around. got... You still we'll, guys still we'll, got we'll it. Circle, Correct. We'll circle back around. Don't okay. Do, deal with the, the more dangerous thing first, and then work on treasure. <laughs> yeah. All right. if we're, you know, engrossed in dealing with this statue and don't notice a griffin you know, land by us and start eating on us, like, we're going to be gone. So, um, now can I still see the griffins from where I'm at currently? No, because of the way the pathway goes up at an incline. Okay, that's why I want to make sure. <clears throat> it wasn't until you got at least 20 within, uh, or at least up 20 feet from where you guys are at that you started to see the griffins over the edge. Okay, so, while we're out of combat, um, she's going to cast Mage Armor. On herself. Good idea. Right. And then, um. Um. And then they're gonna make their way up there and see if they can potentially, uh. Kaboom, boom, boom them. Alright. Yeah, let's mess them up, dude. So who's sneaking up first? 
Or is everybody sneaking up? Uh, no sneaking, just charging. Yeah, we're just gonna, you know... Basically, bum rush the 25 feet we need to get to get get there, and be like, Bam! Disarm our whispers! Fireball! Okay. And then go into initiative. Yeah. Right. Breath attack! Well, okay, so here, here's the kicker. If you want to be able to get a surprise round, you have to be able to sneak up there and stealth. Because if they're aware of your presence, you weren't. You're not going to be able to pull off a surprise attack. Oh yeah, he's right. Um, yeah, I guess we got to sneak up there. Technically, it's within the round of movement. I could get there and cast all the same rounds. Well, just saying. But if they're aware, they have the opportunity to react. Exactly, and we don't want them to like. Well, react. yeah, they can. They can take a reaction if they have any. But I can still hit with my spell first. <laughs> okay. It's not. It's not. It's not like I'm gonna get a you know advantage on my attack, but I can still uh, just a you know straight have them roll at it. What are you reading? Huh? What are you doing? I'm reading into the stats of a group. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's up to you guys. How do you guys want to do it? Yeah, I guess just charge them. Well, that's that's my plan. All right, let's do it. Just get up there to where we can see them, and then just instantly cast, and then deal with the repercussions later. All right, you know what? Since you guys were able to stealth up, and you do know that they're up there, yeah, I will give you guys one round to do let's something, see. and then okay. we'll go into initiative. So yeah, so the first Griffin needs to give me a Wisdom saving throw. Man. First, where do you guys move up to? I'm Mercer and Celine move up to 25 feet that they need to get to where they can see them. So they're right here? Yep, so as soon as they can see them, they do their thing. Does Zabak and Esther follow suit? Well, yeah. Okay. So bam to bam. And obviously Bolo comes up if this stupid thing stays together. Does a 16 hit the griffin? I thought he had to make a saving throw. Well, yes, but Mercer's casting Fireball. Okay. Oh. So Does a what hit? 16. 16 will hit. What's the saving throw? Uh, currently it is... Oh, I don't care about the DC. I, I, which attribute? Uh, it's a... Wisdom. Wisdom, okay. That'll be a 13 on a Wisdom So they fail. Sweet. So... And both Mercer and Selene focus fire on the first griffin. Okay. So... Which this, I'm assuming is this one? Yep. Okay. And it takes... Can you, uh... 13... Babe. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. 13 points of damage. Uh, psychic damage. And it has to immediately move half its way... Or half its movement away from me. And you said then, you did 13? Yep. And Mercer does 10. So 23 altogether. 23. So as soon as you hit and you cause that spell to go off, it flies and takes off. You said half of its uh, movement? No, sorry. If available to move uh, as far as its speed away from you. So yeah. So it, it just it moves as far as away as it can. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, as it flies away. Now only if I didn't have Paralyze. Hold monster. Now hold, only if you didn't have Paralyze? No, it'd be perfect because, oh hey look, it's flying away, hold monster. 
right? Its wings can't move. I was just thinking that I got to do something to ground these. Oh, you're saying if you did have? Yeah. Okay, you said if you didn't have. It, it, it's it's one of those like I wish I had it because that would be just you know. I know what it meant. That'd be totally just horrible. It's just like, yeah, go away. I'm okay. Got <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. Well, technically, it wouldn't be hold person. It would be hold, hold monster. monster. Yeah. Correct. Is that a different? Do you have to do a different spell? It's two different spells. Yeah, one of them applies directly to humanoid creatures. Okay, okay. The other one applies to everything else. Monster is the higher level one because it works on everything else. So yeah. it'll work on the person as well. Okay, so that was, unless Esther and Zabak are planning to do something. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I guess just magic missile. First level, uh, second level. Okay, so since you're all casting it at the same time, technically this guy would still be here. Are you yes. hitting him or are you hitting the other one? I'm gonna hit the one that's trying to run away. And so yes, we're all focused firing. Four bolts, I'll slam into him for three, five, fourteen points of damage from Esther. Okay. And then it's back. She's going to use her heavy crossbow, which is plus six. Hit. Ooh! That's on the edge. Oh, you want your fire? Reroll. Okay, cool. Oh, much better. That's going to be a 24 to hit. That's definitely a hit. Okay. I know which one's the D10. I can see one from here. It's this one. It is. Yes! <laughs> She's learning. She can be taught. Shut up. I was super confident. In, I mean, it's not max damage, but it's not bad. Nine points. And I'm aiming okay. for, like, the joint of his wing to, like, name him. That would have been a cold shot. Oh, yeah, right, right. Okay. If you do a cold shot, it's at disadvantage. I rescinded that because I didn't say it before I started rolling. Okay, so you said you did nine points of damage? Yes, sir. 13. It does not look very good. And it... <laughs> and, yeah, he still takes off, flies 80 feet away. Hey, Magic Missile's range is 120 feet, though, so... Well, yeah, but you all said you went at the same time, so all those hits would have hit before the after effects of well, yeah, the spell but... affected it. So, technically, it was still right here. Okay, so you guys are now initiative... So, what did Celine get? 22. What did Zabak get? Zabak, oof, not doing that. I'm not doing great today. It's gonna be a 15. Well, okay, I guess 15 is not bad. What did Esther get? 14. Okay, 14. Yeah, okay, I guess I'm not doing that bad. What did Mercer get? 21. Why not? You're all going before the Griffins. Wow, sweet. So Griffins might not get the chance to attack. So it's going to be Celine, then Mercer, then Zabak, then Esther, and then these two little suckers. Um. Da, 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 da. What's my so Celine, what are you doing? 
And you guys are on the gridded map now, so. Yeah. yeah. So the one that's closest, or the one that's closest now, needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Failed. It takes nine points of damage and has to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, let me two seconds here. Oh, oops, hold on. That's the wrong set of dice this time. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> Ironically enough, I rolled the exact same thing. 621, 621. So, nine points of psychic damage. I read that in the Dungeon Master's Guide. That's why I can't find it. And a beholder appears. No, How dare you! I feel so betrayed. You flee. Run away. We are not prepared to die like this. Say it to me again. What what does the second griffin have to do? So it, it you said it took to save. It takes nine points of psychic damage, and then has to immediately move away its movement. All right. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty-five, forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five, seventy, thirty-five, eighty. It's off the map. Oh dang! Be gone, flying birds. Be gone, thought. All right. So that was Celine's turn, Mercer's turn. Uh, We're going to stay in initiative and keep going by rounds. That's fine. Because um, technically these two are not dead yet. So, what? how far away is the nest specifically? The nest is right here. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet. Sweet. So, Mercer. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a mad dash. He's going to run up to the nest, swipe an egg, interacting with one object, and running back. Okay, cool. So you're going to dash? Yeah. All right. So five, ten. You get to right here. Does a 13 hit you? No. Okay. Hit that one. Does a 16 hit you? No. Oh! What's your AC? 17. Because <laughs> I carry a shield. Okay. Get to I'll this one. That's going to hit you. That's a 16 plus 8. Oh, damn. So you take 
Four points piercing damage as a dart shoots out from the shrine, and you need to give me a con saving throw. We should have messed with that thing first. How many points damage? Six? Four. Four. Still not great at this particular. Uh, 18 plus. 523. Okay. 12. So you take also six points poison damage as a dart hits you in the arm when you get to right here. Swipe an egg. Now that's your movement. Are you still going to do your full dash and come back? Absolutely, I am. Yeah, he's got to get out of there. Hit this one again. Why don't you just move me back? And right we, here. Just, we know that. I it's going to be three. Yeah. So that's a 12. That misses. That's a 17 by itself. So that that's going to hit you. Another con saving throw. Uh, 15. Okay, so you make the save. Four points piercing. Five, six, seven, six. Three points poison. And... The last one is a critical hit. Ooh, shit. So that's probably going to be your big downer. Man, stop killing It's going to be six members. points piercing and one last con saving throw. Don't kill my party members, bro. Uh, it's going to be 21. 21, so nice. damage. 13 rolled down to 12 divided by 2, six points poison. Okay, actually, I do go down on the third square. I go face first. So you get to right here and just... Yep. And the egg kind of rolls out of your hand up to the feet of everybody else. I got him! No, no! And that's your turn, so... It's Zabak's turn. Wow, shit. This is a bad situation to be in, isn't it? Alright, um... I... Where the, gri- the griffins are gone, right? The griffins flew off. Okay. Um, All you saw them do was fly off, and now they're, like, disappeared into a cloud. All right. Um, Esther's going to carefully circle around the shrine, trying to avoid the direction that the darts were coming from. Okay, so, point of notice. Yeah. Wherever Mercer was in conjunction to the shrine, that was the direction the dart shot. Yeah, so she's going to not line up with where Mercer's at and come around the side of the shrine. Okay, so... So she can investigate the thing. I I don't want to... Okay, so I'm going to move and you tell me whether it's the correct square or not. So you wanted to go around the long way, right? Uh, This way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to walk right up to this wall and come straight up to the shrine. Yes. Okay, so... Carefully. Moving through these two squares. With a little buckler in front for soft underbelly. 15, 20. You heard, you heard me about the shield in front of the underbelly, right? 25. Yeah, I got that. Okay. She, she can move 30. How close do you want to get to the shrine? I'm going to get right up to it. Okay, so the square you're, the square you're on right now sets one off. Oh. And that's a 14 on the roll plus 8. Oh. Shit. Yeah, that's going to hit her. So you don't run with a strap, do you? 10 feet all around it, sets off poison darts. So you took three points piercing, and I need a con saving throw. Come on, Esther. Come on, Esther. The back, you know who you are. Oh, no. Con, you say? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not great. 13? 
That fails. And you take nine points poison damage on top of that. Crap! So three right. points piercing, nine points oh, poison. How many? What's the total? Twelve. Well, I'm at half health, so that's great. I, I like how the non-tanky person can get through <laughs> almost three three times that before well, he goes down you know. in the tank and will handle one. But hey, I specifically said I had my shield up protecting me. Don't I get advantage? No. All that does is add to your AC. Well, yeah. I can still roll over your AC if yeah, I roll higher. I know you can. All right, all right, fine. So, yeah. I mean, well, your AC is like what? 19. Plus, the, is that including the shield? Yeah, because I've got a buckler. Well, I rolled high enough. So. You yeah, did. you just... Now, did you still move all the way up to the shrine? Or did you... Yeah! Okay, so that sets off the second one. Okay, never mind then. Well, that's what I'm saying. All of the pre- all of the spaces within 10 feet of the shrine are... All right, yeah, never mind then. I'm just so, gonna take that one and then back off like that. Well, Mercer's, Mercer's dead. Sorry. Oh, Mercer's not dead. Well, he's, I'm not going for him. All right. So that's is a back. Swings go. Are you gonna do anything else? Because no? all you did was move. All right. So it's Esther's turn. Holds her action until something else happens. What's the triggering effect? Uh, the Griffin's return. Okay. If they, if they decide to come back before the end of the round, she's ready with a magic missile to try to okay. dissuade them. What's that? Deck of many things. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. He doesn't have a deck of many things right now. No, no. This is this is for something else. I'm admiring consumption and creating. But it, isn't that the Jack Daniels one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, but mine's the Tennessee honey ones. Yeah, these just, <laughs> it was it was one of those I needed a deck of cards like immediately, and this was the only thing the store had. Yeah, only reason why I have them. I just saw the Tennessee honey, and I really like Jack Daniels Tennessee honey, so I'm like, yeah, we're we're gonna be a fan. We're gonna get the cards. <laughs> All right, so it's the Griffin's turn. Five, ten. Y'all come back. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. All they right. are flying. Esther's going to launch that magic missile she's holding. Okay. Second level, that's going to be my, all my second levels for the day, but you know, that's fine. Fine. <gasps> oh my god, almost max damage. I'm so happy. 55, 60, 65, 70. That's 17 points of damage. 80. To the more wounded boy. To this guy? Yeah. So just as he comes flying in, you cast that magic <sighs> missile, and he goes head over heels as he... Oh, come on. Give it, Give us a percentile check that it, it, it runs right into that minotaur skull. And knocks yeah! It come on! As it's... Takes out the Minotaur skull with it. Bruh. Is that the cat? Yep. Y'all better chill out. Are they growling? Don't get, don't get angry and piss on my backpack. I'll punt you like a football. But I want to have knuckles with my favorite person. Bruh. No, they were, they were, yeah. They were. Yeah. 
They were, they were growling at each other. 65. It hits its head into the corner of the shrine, but does not cause the skull to fall over. Does the shrine break? No. The thing is nearly four times the size of the griffin. Yeah, Come on, man. That's, not, that's hardly fair. You got higher than 50%. Come on. I said if I got 76 or above. I thought you were a kind and benevolent DM. Kind, yes. Benevolent, no. I'd be a puddle of goo on the floor. Like Larry all the time, so yeah, probably. You married me, what'd you expect? I mean, better than this. And the funniest <laughs> part was, you proposed. Oh, <laughs> I'm not telling that story on air. Y'all can follow my Twitter. I'm at carbonatedbread. <clears throat> so the second griffin comes back as well, and now it's pissed as a hornet. Just squealing up a storm, and you can tell if it gets the chance, it's going after somebody. Probably me. Top of the line, <laughs> Celine. Celine is going to uh, use her staff, um, and she is going to use four charges. For our listeners, when I described that healing staff, I described it as a staff of healing, which is an actual item. We're calling it the healing staff because it functions differently than a staff of healing. How much does she heal Mercer? Uh, 12 points. So he is not up, but awake. Which is all he needs. 12 points and he's fully healed? No. Oh. He's, no. not, he's not dead, and that's what matters. Um, and then uh, Celine uh, Celine's gonna move back ten feet. So and get behind the party. So behind Bolo, right Human here. Shield. She's taller than Bolo. Don't matter. There's a body ahead of her. <laughs> she can duck. And then that's that's the end of her turn. Okay. So Mercer's turn. Mercer comes to, uh, scoops up the egg that's right next to him, sticks it into his bag, stands up, and then goes and runs behind the party as okay, well. So half your movement to stand up. Yep. One free action interact with an object, so the egg yep. into the bag. So five, ten. Actually, I guess he can get right next. Yeah, 50. yeah. That... Well, okay, so half of your... How far can you move? Uh, actually, I'm going to be I'm gonna be right next to Esther. Okay, so you, you stood up here. Probably not wise, because I just killed ten. a group's mate, so... Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Um, and then he is going to... Can you... Uh, if he wasn't... If he wasn't an evil character, he totally would have done this. Uh, or what? if he was an evil character, he would have totally done this. Oh, I was going to say, don't, yeah, no, don't... Mercer's don't, not evil. Don't scare me like that, bro. No, he's, he's not yet, at least. Um, yeah, he's just going to firebolt. Yeah, with a 24 to hit. That's a hit. For two points of fire damage. <laughs> Downside the spells, man. Oops, my sound's on. Sorry. There you go. Alright, and that's his turn. Mm-hmm. Alright, so 
that'll be. Zabak's turn. Alright, she's gonna come and fuck shit up. Is Griffin still in the air, he said? Yes. Well, it's... actually, that doesn't matter because she's got a crossbow. A heavy crossbow. Well, the problem is it takes a round to load it. What? Yeah. What? That's, that's why they're heavy because you take it's you put the basically your foot underneath that metal bracket, two hands to pull the cable, so it takes an entire action to reload. I have to reconsider this heavy crossbow. Uh, <laughs> it's time to eat a battle axe. <laughs> Typically, the common tactics with heavy crossbows is people simultaneously go back and forth. One person is just using their their time to load a crossbow while the other one's picking it up and shooting it. And they yeah, do it with at least not, two crossbows. This, this is not that. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> okay. Is the Griffin still in the air? You said. Yes. Okay. It's um, just above the ground. So. Okay. Don't you have a spear? No. I. Yes, I you do. No. You do have a spear. Yeah. It was the first magical item you got. No, that's the bladed ore. It's a great axe. No, you got a plus one spear when you guys killed the spiders. Did I? On the volcano. Man, I got. Um, alright, I'm gonna use this, this, this spear. Because you can chuck at the spear. Alright, I'm gonna use this spear that I supposedly have. I don't have the stats for it. It's a. It, you, you roll. You attack with it at a plus one. I don't think I'm gonna hit. Uh. 14? Well, did you add the plus one for it? 15? Yeah, yeah my, that's a hit. Because I'm a plus six. Okay, so yeah. Oh, well, okay. And then what's the damage? Six, I believe. D6? Oh, come on, that's Plus one because it's magical. Five points of damage. Plus your strength modifier. Did you roll? Eleven. Eleven? <laughs> okay, eleven. <laughs> oh, and, and then she's gonna like step back to kind of step, put herself between. Shield the party? Yeah, kind of tank go to tank. So she, boom, boom, here? Yeah, tank go to tank, man. We have a guy playing, I think it's a cleric tortle in our other game. Mm -hmm. Every time he talks, he talks like this. Oh my god. And he's always very monotone about it. So the very first night we get attacked by these racist guys. And after one of them gets knocked on his butt, he goes to run away. And Tortle's like, no, you need to apologize. Okay, so that was Zabak's turn, Esther's turn. Alright, um, magic missile at level one. Let's see if I can do anything worthwhile here. It's half seconds as a decent drum. Ooh, not max damage, but damn close. What'd okay. you do? Magic missile. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I just kind of tossed up. My, oh, so close to max damage. Uh, 12, 13 points of damage. And this was your spell, not the robe? Yes. And you cast it at normal level? Just, yeah, just first level. How much did you do? 12 points of damage, my guy. Just a marker. It was 334, right? Plus, I mean, each of them have plus one. Yeah, 6, 10, 11, 12, 13. I had two threes. And a four. And a four. So that's 10 plus... Three total for one for each dart would be 13. Oh, okay, yeah, 13 then. Um, brain! Hey, we need every point we can get at hey, this man, point. I'm starting to feel better, so, like, don't, don't judge me. Oh, I'm not. I just, I, I want to make sure we're, we're getting every yeah, point of damage. Yeah, exactly. We we gotta, 
Every little bit counts. It does. Hey, one one more point you can do means one less point Mercer ends up having to try to eat. And the less likely we have a one point syndrome. Exactly. See. <laughs> so yeah, I can get on board with that, man. Okay, so this thing, it's now the Griffin's turn. He fly he's still flying. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, right up to the back. No, spear stuck in. Come on, man. Well at least I'm gonna get my spear back. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. As it flies up, the spear actually falls out of him and lands in the space next to him. No! Well, okay, I mean, I guess it's within... So he... Griffins have multi-attack, so he's gonna go one shot at you with the beak and one shot with a claw. Oh, come on, man, that's just not fair. Whoever said D&D was fair, though. Uh Uh-oh, your cats are angry. Fifteen with the beak against Zabak. No. And... Yeah, definitely misses with the claw. And then he tries to fly by (laughs) by going up and over you guys. So pretty much everybody gets an attack of opportunity as he flies past you guys. So Mercer... I take that back. Zabak, Esther, and Mercer get the attack of opportunity because he technically is too far away from Selene and Bolo by then. So he's going to take... uh, uh, Two points of damage as Mercer kind of hops up and pop right in the claw. Okay. Well, you got to roll to hit him. I did. 17 without my modifier, so I know I hit him already. Hey, uh, breath attack. It's a melee. It's a melee attack, yeah. Well, what the fuck? Our casters are not really ever intended for, uh... Do, okay. do, your, do your attack of opportunity for Zabak. She's going to swing at it with, uh... What have I got in my hand? The great axe? She's gonna have to use the blade of the war to make it, Fine. of course. Oh, that's sorry. Set it down. Oh, that's not great. Uh, 17. That's that a hit. Oh, sweet. Okay. D12. I'm looking right at it. D12. Yes! Yes! Two for two. Hey, there you go, man. Tonight. Oh, shut up. Don't be an asshole. It's going to be 14 damage. Wow. And, oh, hold on. I got wow. I got to add my uh, 1d8 of ice damage. No, that's only if you're in you're halfway in water. No, no, no. Oh, no. that's in what? Yep, in H2O. Never mind. Oh. Yeah, the or, the oarsman the oarsman one is you have to be halfway. No, 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 that's not what I was thinking. I thought she touched the axe to the cold crystal. No, why would I do that? Because it in Bolo deter- because that? Bolo determined that melee weapons become enchanted for twenty four hours and told you this, and you get an additional one d six cold damage added uh, to your weapons. Did you get my two points of? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was going in order by how the griffin went past you guys, so I was trying to do Zabax first fine. to see if she killed him. That sounds like a thing um, that past me would have done, but I don't remember doing it, so I'm not going to say that I did it. Okay. So, just as a reminder, you guys did discover this because Bolo was the one to explain it. If mm-hmm. you touch a melee weapon to the cold crystal while you guys still have it, because it has a lifespan of three days. Right, right, right. And, yes, the day before was its first day, so you're on day number two. 
For 24 hours, you get an additional 1d6 cold damage added to your melee attacks. All right? right. So, and then Mercer did two points to it. Yep. So, and then does Esther try anything, like swinging the quarterstaff yeah, at it? she's going to do magic this one. Yeah. No, has to be a melee attack. Melee? Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. you swing your quarterstaff. Yeah, all right. I'm going to swing my, it's not... Technically, of course. Well, your your weight bar that that carries bar. the stats of a quarter. Uh, my weight bar. Of a quarter stat. Like a bodybuilder. To start. Oh. Oh. She rolled a twenty. Not twenty. Okay, oh. well. Do oh. do some decent damage because okay. this bird does not look. Like it's not looking good. Okay, so. Give me a second because I'm a little lightheaded now. <laughs> it's not the first time you've rolled a crit. I know what the D8 don't There's one staring you right in the face. Quarter staff, so a D8? Two-handed. That's right, that's right. Because she's like reaching. For some reason I was thinking D4. Yeah, it's it's down. 14 points of damage! Yeah, just as just as this thing goes to take off, you crack it right across the rib cage with that with the extended length of your quarter staff. And this thing goes to fly, does a somersault and lands on its back with this giant gash of just like a bludgeoned gash up its chest. Ooh, it like caught a sharp part on the edge of the weight. No, 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 no. It's like that's how hard you hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't catch anything sharp. You, like, it's like taking a blunt sword to something. You get a very serrated cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that start a strength modifier? I don't know, does she have? I don't know, it's your character. Dragonborn have a strength Well, yeah, they have an extra bonus. plus two, which is why I don't have a negative strength modifier. So it's just a zero? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, I was wondering, because, you know, you would have added that to your the end of your damage. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so proud of myself. Look at me. I'm D&D and like a pro. <laughs> okay, so you guys took out the, um, the griffin. Two, two griffins. So since Mercer did go up there, I'm going to do this. There were four eggs in that nest. You've already grabbed one of them. Correct. So here's what we're gonna do. So we got the we got the griffin body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably what about like on its on its side. Like it's probably the size what, of about, a golden about, It's a large monstrosity. Uh, so it's it's probably more like this. It's like having a lion with wings standing next yeah, to you. Yeah, perfect. It's a lion. So that wings. means with a couple people tucked down and Mercer right beside it, they can walk and use its body as a shield. <laughs> That's going to yes. take a yes, joined can. strength check to carry it. Not carry it, drag. Yeah. So 15 times your strength modifier, or 15 times your strength score for, uh, for uh, you know, for you know, taking care of carrying stuff. So we should be easily able to basically drag this along its side in front of the altar with a couple people kind of ducked down. And let it take all the poison darts. <laughs> it's already dead, so it's not like it's gonna kill it. <laughs> I don't see anything that says it can't. You can't do that. So yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, so Mercer and two other people, um, they they start dragging this thing along with it in front. So they just thud, 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 all the way up to the. Uh, um, nest, he grabs the four eggs, or the three more eggs, and then uses it to, they then push it all the way up to 
uh, or they come back this way. You come back this way, and or then come we up here? push it forward to the, um, the far side over here. No, to the far to the front side of the thing right here. Sorry, correction. So I, first, I'm just wanting to know what direction you're going. So first and foremost, we 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 come this way using it as a shield. Mm -hmm. Grab grab all the eggs. We drag it back, and as we're dragging it back, mm -hmm. we set this one here. Leave its body right next to the the shrine. Okay. We grab the other body. We bring it to the front over here, blocking it off, and then uh, Mercer just uh, nonchalantly. Steal the okay, so because because you guys have been in the area long enough, I will tell you this: this shrine is twenty feet tall, and you do see distinctive holes in various levels from twenty feet down to five feet. Wow. So while those large creatures would stop half of the darts, the other half would still be setting darts off. Oh, okay, well, fine then. Uh, then we just we the just sit there and we we just uh, take a rope. We got a fifty-foot rope. Mm -hmm. Where are you guys at at this point? Uh, I'll let you determine that. Right in front of the bodies. So what? Right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we're gonna take the rope. Okay. And basically try to lasso the minotaur. Okay. So give me an attack roll with an improvised weapon. Oh, uh, okay. Can't you just catapult it? No. Um, in this instance, it's only going to be a. Uh, well, this 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 throw is only going to be a twelve. So you get it, you get the rope on top of the ledge of the, the the shrine, but you don't get it behind the minute. I pull so. it back down. Try again. Long story short, I'm just going to keep doing this till I get it. Okay. So you want me to keep rolling, or yeah. can we just say I take twenty? I mean, you guys are just doing it the same way from right here, right? Until you get it. Yeah. So I'm wanting to do it to determine how long it that's takes fine. you. Okay, that's a miss. What's he got that's a miss. 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 Try a couple more D20s instead. There we go. Uh, that's going to be a 16. 16. That that gets it. And then I have... And it's the same thing where you have both ends of the rope and you're trying to throw the looped yep. end up and then pull it down. Yep. So okay. then I have Zebek help me. Yeah. We, we kind of loop our hands around it and just start pulling. And as it starts to come down, we get the heck out of Dodge. And then we just uh, we collect the All right. So the as you pull it Let down, this particular minotaur skull is a little bit more brittle. So when it comes down, it shatters. That's fine. Nice. Who is up here? It would be Zebek and Mercer. Okay. But we would have ran back as soon as it started. Exactly. We're like like ah. as, soon as, it, as soon as it starts to fall, we're, like, we're gone. So you guys are back here. You see it crash, and you notice that one of the jewels looks like it's about to roll over the edge of the cliff. No. So dexterity saving throw if you wanna. I'm gonna let it go. It's 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 not worth going over the cliff for. Yeah. If I don't make the dex roll, could I fall over the cliff myself? Yes. Then I'm not. Yeah, no, no, I just didn't. Nope. Not Bye. worth it. Uh, All right. That's a pricey doing business, I suppose. So you get one more gem. Did I already give you the value of those gems? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's pretty uh, nice. So I take it and I put it in my bag with the rest of them. 
We're making money. Esther does a little dance because she's pleased. I killed a, I killed two grip. I hundred gold pieces. It finally okay. occurs to her that she dealt the death blow on two griffins, and she's like really she's like really tickled right. with herself. Do you guys try to salvage anything off of the griffins? Nah. Because you guys kept talking about barbecued chicken. Uh, we well, we were until we decided that they're now pumped full of poison. Exactly. So no. It's like um, not okay. probably not a good idea to eat them. All right. Because I'm pretty sure that by time dragging those back and forth, they've probably taken a good you know 15 some plus darts. Yeah, I don't feel like dying <laughs> like that. That's just I, I, don't need no, I don't need no poison griffin. griffin meat. Okay. And then from there, you guys make your way around yep. this rock face to here. All right. So as you come around to this side, and I'm going to put you guys up here, you tell me what order you're going in. Well, first and foremost, um, I think once we get around the shrine, we need to take a little bit of a, a, yeah, a rest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely nap time. All right. So, Do I need to take a long or short rest to regain my spells? Long rest. Long rest. So, uh, basically, it's just so we can use some hit dice. Yeah. Short rest gives you at least, I think it's one hit die. Yeah. What's in, which hit die do I use? It's what if, based what, on your character. So, like, for Mercer, it's a D8. Oh, I have it written there. It's a D12. So, sweet. So, this. Let me see it. Tonight. Yep. Shut up. I fucking know. Well, I just wanted to make oh, sure. Oh, I'm almost fully healed. Yeah. All right, now that you guys are getting up towards the top of the spire, you are starting to notice that the wind is getting much stronger. So while you can take a short rest, not moving does cause you to start getting a little colder. Okay. You're wearing warm clothes, so it's not going to okay, hinder okay. you. The wind, the wind, you say the wind is picking up. Mm-hmm. What are, what's, what's the possibility of getting gusted over the edge? If it, if it was, if you were going to get gusted, I'd flat out tell you. Okay, thank you. Air blast is a specific natural occurrence, and that's not happened. Okay. It, what's, is, that, is it a possibility? Oh, it's all, absolutely a possibility. It's always a possibility. It's, 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 it's just a very low possibility if, right if, now. If, it's if almost happened with Mercer twice now. Oh, shit. If I were to, like, have Zabak and Esther fill up their backpacks with, like, blocks to help weigh them down, would that, like... That'd be a waste of time. It's a good idea. It is a good idea, but I'm telling you it's going to be a waste of time. Fine. Fine. So, <laughs> wait an hour. Yeah. Right. Use up a hit dice. Move on out. All right. So, uh, you guys get around that corner. Something Uh-oh. something else kind of familiar hit your eye. You notice that the clouds have gotten very dense very quickly. Hey, I wonder if that's our buddy. And you're not you're not seeing mountain anymore. Upward, you're seeing cloud. Hey, I wonder if it's like our our Genasi friend. I said Genasi. I meant Genie. Genie, not like Aladdin Genie, Genie, not the Genie. Oh shit, we gotta be careful with this motherfucker. He's a gin. I don't know what you're talking about. You remember the last time we met the guy in the cloud castle? I don't remember what you're talking about. You don't. I don't. In character and out? No, I know. Mercer's saying he doesn't remember. <laughs> he winks at you. He doesn't remember. You mean intelligence roll. I know what he's talking about. I don't get what the fuck are you talking about. Out of 
not a game. What the fuck are you talking about? Why is Throw playing, the dice. Why is he playing Koi? I got a four. Okay, so out of game, Rojaros asked for your discretion. Oh, that's right. So in game, you ask Mercer, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I was out of game. I was asking if we were going to meet our genie friend. <laughs> you didn't specify that. <laughs> Making I was, jokes. I was being. He was going sixty percent in character. <laughs> DM doesn't have a character. I'm not the DM. Man, you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a praying woman, but if I was, I'd pray for your death. Thanks, guys. Okay, so back to gameplay. You got. You do start to see a heavy, uh, dense cloud. What you don't see is a cloud tower anywhere. You just see cloud. Well, and I don't like that. Now, when you look across the cloud, though, you see um, two sets of cloud here. You see the really solid, dense cloud, similar to when you saw the cloud tower. And then you see thinner cloud that's like fog that blows over it. So imagine like something that's smoking. You have the solid smoke, and then you have the loose smoke that wafts away really quick and in the wafting of the the wow did i really say it like that in the midst of the of the of the fog that's rolling over the cloud you kind of pick up on some sort of weird stone something or other about a hundred yards off esther's like i don't think this is anything we have possibly encountered before so like weapons at the ready the back you might want to like reload your Crossbow. In fact, it's like, you dismiss, of course, I'm already reloaded it. What do you think I am, a newbie at this? Yeah, she's doing it on the spot. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to hastily reload her crossbow behind us. Do I look like a newbie? Do I look like a newbie? <laughs> the info of the overbright. The name for the altitude at which clouds become solid just above the mountain peaks. The Overbright is a realm of dragons, giants, and kingdoms in the clouds. In certain ways, the Overbright is an analog to the world of dark caverns below the Earth's surface, a realm of strange wonders and powerful magical denizens foreign to surface dwellers. The Overbright is ever-changing as kingdoms of immense clouds shift with the constant motion of the winds and seasons. Up here, the ground becomes a distant hazy blur and the stars shine bright. Climb high enough and even the clouds fade away, eventually transitioning into the astral plane itself, what? many, many miles above the surface. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So you're saying the astral plane is outer space? Pretty much, yeah. So basically, imagine you guys reached that surface point right outside the ozone layer, but somehow you're still able to breathe. So here's a question for you. Do our characters know this information, or is this just a quick brief overcap for the listeners? This is a brief overcap for the listeners. If you want to see if your characters know this, give me either a history check or a nature check. I'm not going to know this at all. Uh, Mercer is absolutely going to roll. 
He's going to roll history. Is there a grown-ass limit? Yeah, that's right. That's going to be a 24. Okay, so that's definitely a yes. And Celine gets a... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, Estrin's back rolled like a 2 and a 3, so they don't know anything. Uh, Celine gets a 16. Okay, so here, here's the rest of it. Those who are powerful enough to want to visit the astral plane generally have easier ways to do so, but legend is filled with tales of heroes who made this perilous trip on foot. Oh, wow. Still bound by the laws of the world below, falling, <laughs> falling is a constant danger for creatures without an innate fly speed. In addition to giants and dragons... Elementals, violent storms, flying beasts, and extra-planar characters can be found in these perilous heights. Okay. So, Mercer kind of gives the Cliff Notes version of what you said mm -hmm. as we're walking up about this area. Oh. So this is like um, the land beyond the land. Yes. Oh, that's and then he also Then he also taps his bag that, uh, it's a good thing we got two, uh, giant slaying arrows. Might come in so. handy. Yeah, right? That is a good idea. That we're now in Fifi-Fo-Fum territory. <laughs> so knowing that the Overbright's an ever-changing area, yes. that's probably a good signal Signal that even though there's no explainable way of understanding it, there's a good chance that your destination that you're briefly, mildly seeing through the fog could... compass. Yeah. It points in that direction, but you can tell that the natural magics could cause it to change to the point where somehow you're in a different area all of a sudden. Yeah. So, okay, how do we want to proceed if we, like, so we could go in at one point and come out at a totally different point? Is that what you're saying? You could get into the Overbright, yeah. go across it to get to your destination, but because the wind's moving, that means that the cloud you're on <gasps> oh, could shit. shift and move. And next thing you know, you're... You're plummeting to Earth. No, you're no longer 100 yards away. You're maybe 500 yards away. So before we even get on the clouded uh, um, yeah. walkway, how essentially, this, I think we need to... To hunker down for the day, and yeah, because we've probably been walking for a while, haven't we? Yeah, what time of day is you it? You just went around the corner, and that's when you noticed the cloud. Well, no, we no, I mean the from whole... the beginning of the day, as we're walking up the mountain, yeah. dealing with all the griffins. I mean, that's that's probably been at least a good chunk of the day, day, hasn't it? In about five hours. What? Are you kidding? I'm exhausted. Yeah, you guys were really close. You were just on that last little edge. Okay, quite um, literally. Yeah, well, chicken. I guess we'll just have to play it by ear. Yes. Yeah. Do either of you want this last piece? I am stuffed. No, I was kind of disappointed. Between the chicken, the two biscuits, the mashed potatoes. What little bit of chicken? Yeah. Th this was not worth thirty. Bucks. I want all crumb sticks. I'm sorry. That's why they looked at you like you're insane. I get it now. <laughs> Throw a drumstick at you. Okay. It's not, it's not like it's going to hurt. There's no meat on it. I, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying after I finish eating oh, it. No, it's still <laughs> not my house. No poultry based warfare in your home. Come on. Because it'll end up hitting my wall, leaving a nice greasy stain that won't come out. No. I do. Just paint over it. Latex paint. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll bring it. So. Uh, well, I guess uh, we'll just go at it with less than full spell slots. Uh, okay, if we were to like <coughs> stop and stop here, 
mm-hmm. and chill for the rest of the day and, and overnight here, could we potentially lose our window to get onto this bridge? No, the bridge is always there. Oh. What I'm saying is, once you're on the overbright, if you don't make a straight shot to get there, or if something like the fog builds up, whatever, there's a potential random chance that the cloud area that you're standing on shifts and moves you in a direction you're not intending to go. Okay. Imagine a number of platforms floating on water that randomly move. So we're pro- it's probably right about noon. So, I mean, we still have a long time. Yeah. I think we just need to do our best and move forward and try to find a better place to hunker down for the day. I guess so. Instead of being out in the open. Yeah. Alright, so are you guys going to try to get across the overbright then? Yeah, yeah at this point. I guess Don't really are. have a good option. Alright, so we're going to go into a skill challenge. As soon as you guys step onto the overbright, we need group survival checks to navigate through the cloud safely. You want to get three, or as a group, you want to get three successes before five failures. Can, with that being said, be it that we have the compass, can we use the compass for assistance? That is the assistance. Otherwise, it's three successes before you hit three failures. Yeah. This is not good. Okay, so survival. Well, that's six for Mercer. Ooh, hey, there we go. Nineteen for Celine. Okay, I need the back in Esther's rolls. Alright. Survival? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Be a character sheet, I guess. Is the back roll a one? Nothing's gonna kill you yet. We just get lost. He says. So that's that's already two failures. So doesn't matter what. It's as a group. So if you guys can't get at least three out of four to succeed, it's considered one group fail. Correct. Uh, Wait. What what did Esther get? Esther survival. Well, you said the, the majority have to get it, right? Right. So two failures all right, automatically makes it a fail. Three of us, three of us have There's to There's still Bolo. Okay. Oh. Come on, Bolo. Time one off. Survival is... Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be one of those lingering moments as the dice spins. He got a 15, so that makes it a 16. So you guys succeed. Okay, nice. good. So Mercer, Rex Ground, gets a 13. Celine gets a f- 16. Is it back in Esther? So, oh, one, well, two. Well, okay, better this time. Zabak got a 17. Esther. And Bolo got an 18. Oh. So 19 total. Okay, okay. So that's two successes. Mercer fails. Celine fails. Ooh! Fail. Both of them? Yeah, I want it. Well, the fact is three of us failed, that's, that's yeah, okay. a fail. Yeah. 
So I'm not going to bother rolling for a moment. Mercer fails. Celine, 15. That's a success. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. That was a six, that was a six, okay. So that's probably a fail. Um, What's our target? Seven? 14. Seven and 17. So, so Bolo two coming successes in. and two fails. Bolo coming in for the... Got another 18, so 19. So you guys got your three successes. Yay, we're not going to die on a cloud bridge. So at one single moment while you were going through there, you thought maybe you saw... Saw your your vision your vision yeah. rotate. You couldn't tell if the destination was moving or if you guys were moving in a direction you weren't trying to go. It's a very crazy, weird sort of way of trying to describe it. But the overbright almost is like a sentient land that sometimes moves you in directions you're not intending to go. But you do get to this structure, and as you get to it, it's a stone structure that looks like a squared off tube shoot sort of thing that comes down and the bottom of it where you guys are at is angled from the outer portion downward into the wall it's attached to and it's a tube shoot that you can climb up you say tube shoot what okay (laughs) as soon as you get up into as soon as you guys go up into it you'll see exactly what it is and it's not what you think it is oh so we have, to cl- we have to scale this thing. You'll have to climb up it. Mercer reaches into his bag and pulls out the climber's kit. Okay. And some rope. Alright, you guys are also entitled to an arcana check. Okay. Well, everybody gonna roll for it. Is this in regards to... It, but... No, it's, that's a history check. Oh. Man. One 13? Thing. Well, Mercer got a 10. Celine got a 20. 13 and 8? Oh, wait. Never mind. I'm sorry. I already explained all this stuff to you. Forget the Arcana oh, check. Whoa. Yes, it is a climbing check. Strength athletics yep. check to climb up the shaft. Oh. All right. See, where is the climber's gear? Get those again. I can't help myself. Well, I mean the back, of course. It, okay, and it specifies right oh. here, this check is made with advantage by any character with a climber's kit. Mm. Oh, hold on. No. That's, okay, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I think the back makes it. She rolled a 19, so plus, what, a strength? Or what? Your athletics. Oh, a 23. And 11. <laughs> So, Mercer hands Celine the climber's kit because he knows she's going to need it. How many checks we got to make? One. Uh, a ten. What's what's um, what's Mercer's speed? Twenty-five. Twenty-five? Okay, technically Mercer will have to make two checks because this thing's 30 feet long. Well, he has a plan. Okay, so what, what, what was yeah, it? so who, whoever whoever's going up first takes takes Back. rope with them. Okay. Back because she got really high. She rolled twenty three altogether. Okay, so she makes it. Okay. Uh, Celine tries and only gets a ten. She tries to climb up, and she falls back down the chute and lands on soft cloud. As she's like, nah, I'll wait for the rope. 
Gives it another try. Uh, 17. That makes it. Okay, so she bundles up all of the climber's gear stuff. And... up here now. Mercer! Watch out below! Oh, Celine did? Yep, and she drops the uh, kit down back to him. Alright. He suits up. Yeah, he does it. Three. (laughs) You You go to start climbing... You get your foot on it, and you go for that first step, and all of a sudden just thump right okay, back. <laughs> why are we not taking a rope up and just letting the rope hang back down? You are. Oh. Well, Using fun. the climber's kit is giving you advantage to make oh, the climb. Right, right, uh, right. And then Mercer makes it with a 19. Yep. So, and then he, uh, so he, Esther and Bolo are left. He bags up the equipment and then drops it down for Esther. Thanks! And she's got to make a what? You have advantage. Oh, so roll again. Thank God. Oh, fuck. That's not very much of it. Um, that's a... What, athletics? A 10. She's like, you know, just if... Just let me tie it around my waist so you guys can haul me back up. How about that? Bolo's going, no, I'm not standing down here that long waiting on you. Advantage. Okay. Because you got the kit. There you go. Okay, You're up. There we go. I got a 17. Takes us all two two tries each. And then <laughs> Mercer goes back up to kit. Send it back down. Right, right, right. Bolo ties himself off and hit. And he hauls himself up and over the edge. So almost everybody two tries. All right. That was <laughs> and then Mercer goes, get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands it back. Puts it back in the bag. So you guys are now standing in a half-collapsed room. And based off what you're seeing, you can tell that this is the... What you guys just climbed up is the main passage that goes down to the overbright and back up to the back up to here. So that's your main... Whoever, anytime anybody wants to get up into this area, that's the way they have to go. So you guys climbed up through this hole right here. Excuse me. How dare you. Uh, broken columns are strewn across the room, most of which is com- has completely collapsed. Until recently, this room securely held... Go check. Securely held uh, several cloud golems. Oh, that's not stuff I'm supposed to tell you. Strewn about the broken columns is a collection of items taken from various individuals. <sighs> yeah. So you guys are in this room and you see a bunch of random assortments of stuff piled into one corner. Uh, gonna go investigate it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't even have to roll investigation. It's not hard. Oh, man, I rolled really well, too. 20. With a 23. Yeah. Interestingly enough, 23 is how many uh, holy symbols of the oarsmen you find. Half a dozen sleeping rolls, heaps of rotten fruit and fish, broken glass, and a petrified head. 
The head is of a young man, broken off at the neck, mouth agape uh, with fear. Oh, I don't like any of that. And if you want, you can give me a wisdom medicine check on the head. Mercer gets a three. Nope. Celine gets a natural 20 plus her score. When Celine takes a look at it, she takes a very close look at it. And despite the fact that it's stone, she can tell this is nothing that was carved. Oh, crap. Oh, somebody got petrified. Uh, man, there's a freaking gorgon in here. I don't want anything to do with this. We should just turn around. Well, it may not be a gorgon. No, it could be a gorgon. There's other creatures that can petrify. No, but I don't want to tangle with any of those. It's pretty nasty. Oh, yeah. She rolls another 20 for her... Creature knowledge. What other creatures does she know that petri- that can do petrification? Medusas, cyclopses, um, gorgons. Uh, we'll say those three for the moment. Because I can't think of any more. <laughs> I can think of one. Hmm? It's in the game. You talking about the big boss guy? No, the cockatrices. Can they? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, you'll cut this part out, but um, remember, you get the part, or you can get some. There's like if you do an investigation high enough, you can find the uh, the balm that reverses the petrification, yeah, but it that, uses the cockatrice feathers to do so. Okay. So. Okay, I thought that was just some. Okay, that was added in. Well, um, they're they're, na- they're nasty little boogers, or they can be. <clears throat> So, who was investigating the pile of stuff? Mercer was. Mercer was. So everybody other than Mercer can give me a perception check. Okay. They're all just kind of saying, ooh, Esther might actually notice something. Sweet 23. 20 for Esther. And 10. Back. Okay, so if you beat a 12, you see it. Right as you guys start, as Mercer starts looking into this stuff and finding things, a cloud golem starts making its way up the steps. Uh, Towards guys, us? Towards you. Uh, guys, we got Fireball. <laughs> okay, hold a hit. Uh, 23. That is a hit. For seven points of damage. Alright. That was Celine because she's the one that perceived it. Oh, right, right. She don't play either. <laughs> this up. How many points does she do? Seven. Seven. And initiative. Mercer with a 20. Uh, Excuse me. Oh, man, that tracks. Alright, so. Okay. Well, jeez. Alright, Mercer? Uh, 20. 
Esther? Esther actually got uh, an 18. Is it back? Six. <laughs> Celine? 13. Alright, so it's going to go Mercer, Cloud Golem Boy, Esther, Celine, and tailing up the end, Zabak. So, Mercer then Firebolts. Alright. Oh, I forgot uh, Bolo. Oopsie. 19 to hit. Hang on. I gotta see if Bolo's initiative makes a difference. Eight. Okay, so... Bolo's gonna go before Zabak. Uh, what'd you say? Seven, uh, 17 to hit. That's a hit. And then 8 points of fire damage. Nice. 8 points? Yes. Okay. I feel like maybe that's not going to do much to a cloud goal because clouds are like... But, well, but the water may evaporate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Hard to say, hard to say. Fair. Okay, so the damage is hitting him. It doesn't look like it's doing any more or less than what you would expect the damage to do. That's fine. Most monsters just have immunities. They don't necessarily have vulnerabilities. Um, and it's its turn. So... <clears throat> Is this the order you guys are in, or did you want to change your order up? I didn't really give you the chance that's to. That's the current order. I mean, I would at least. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Tank got a tank. All right. So he comes up, and. I don't think he appreciates being attacked. No, he doesn't. Um, with Zabak being the closest one, oh, he goes to do two slam Can I get attacks. a reaction and kind of bring up my shields for a second? Your shields are already up. Well, yeah. Ten. It's a 15 hit. Nope. Okay. It's an 18 hit. Nope. Okay. So he tries to slam you twice and misses. Alright, now that was very rude. Esther's turn. Sorcerer's Charisma. Right, okay. Plus your proficiency. Right, got it, got it, got it. 
You've been so, using the spell 21. for a while. 21. I knew that. I, I don't know. I just That's a hit. Okay. Uh, Roll a d10 for damage. Yep. Yeah, rusty. No. <laughs> well, I'm two for three. Yep, there we go. Ooh, yeah, that's a six. Six? Yeah. Alright. And it's Celine's turn. Oh, shoot. Uh, Celine is going to shift over, like, just that way a little bit to get a little bit better line of sight. From where Zabak is. is. And then it needs to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. That's not It's a 16. Okay, so it saves. Uh, so nothing happens. I was using uh, Vicious Mockery. Okay. <clears throat> I just noticed uh, has advantage on saving throws against spells. Doesn't matter. He made the save. All right. Um, are you going to? <clears throat> and it's Bolo's turn. <clears throat> There you go, my boy. Eat shit. You're fine. Eat shit and die, dude. No. <laughs> oh, I said that right in my... I don't, I don't need the poopy. <laughs> actually pretty cool. Just... Bolo is just gonna... Okay. Follow suit and... He's going to 5, 10, move over to right here. Pulls the wrench out. Aims it at the, uh, the cloud going and goes, The same's to work! Firebolt. Nice. Ooh, almost a crit. Mm. And almost max damage as he does eight points of damage. This thing is really not looking good anymore. Good. So what do we like to hear? That's not what I meant to do. Wrong side of the marker. There we go. And of course I marked myself. And tailing up the end, it is Zabak's turn. Right then. What she can really do? She's got a magical bladed oar. Yeah, she does have a bladed oar. Once you have a magical weapon, there's really not a whole lot you can't do. Right, right. Okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, she's gonna just kind of wade right. Well, she's right there, so she's just gonna swing this bladed oar at him two-handed. Tonight is my night! It's a nat 20, my guy! Okay. Yeah! D12. Roll your damage. This is a D12. Yeah, it is. Max damage, max damage. Well, fuck you very much. It's. Uh, it's well, it's still gonna be 18 points of damage. Come on! Did you roll a 9? 5. It's 4 plus 5, so it's 9. Doubled. Oh, no, I doubled the roll. You doubled the roll. Right. Eight plus five. Then. So 13. 
still this is nothing to shake a stick at <laughs> or a bladed oar. <laughs> yeah, so you you take the great axe and <sighs> it's a bladed oar. It's the equivalent to a great axe. So still an oar with blades on it. Come on, that's kind of really, you know, it's kind of cool now that I really think about it. So yeah, she kind of wrecks him, doesn't she? She mess him up. She mess him up. As she swings through and hits this thing, there's just a. It's not like an explosion, but it's just a. Like when a bubble, you know, you take the soap over the top of the dish with dried ice in it and water, and it did, and then, right, like that. Imagine a structure made out of sand that you uh, you bash, and it just kind of all falls and creates a all dust right. cloud. Well, that's less dramatic, but I'll take it. But that's pretty much what happens. It just. He only had three hit points left. Oh, sweet. <laughs> hey, the back is contributing and she's happy. That's all that matters. <clears throat> and it disintegrates. Alright, so what is next? Yeah, we'll start investigating. Yeah, we gotta look around the room and find stuff, man. So make our way up the stairs. Down the stairs? Yeah. Yeah, same thing. Wait, yeah. No, up the stairs. You're right. Up the stairs. Sorry. Down, it's all relative, man. We take the stairs to see what's in the next room. Alright. So who's going first? Mm, the back, because she's the tank. Alright, so it's the back. Follow them by Mercer. Tank, got a tank, my guy. Mercer. Celine. Esther. And Bolo's coming up the end. Okay, so this next room you come into, you see another set of stairs to your left leading up. And in the far end of the room is a large stone table with two giant chairs. Yep, large stone table and a pair of stone chairs rest in the center of this large dining chamber. Massive candle wax on the table provides dim illumination on the wall, one Wait, wall candle lit, okay. giving off light. One wall is dominated by a large base relief, bass relief, base uh, relief. Well, whatever the word is, yeah, depicting giants at a feast. Rather than sticking out. Okay. On top of the stone table, uh, Mercer and um, Bolo can't see this. <laughs> Short. Is a half devoured sheep carcass and oh. two place settings. Oh, I guess the carcass is ske skewered okay. by a pair of long swords, which has apparently been used to carve and serve the meat. One of the place settings is covered in bones and old food, while the other is untouched. Okay. Stacked haphazardly in the corners of this room are statues of sheep, which remain petrified. It's a... It's a... Baz relief. <laughs> the Baz relief itself depicts the storm giant queen marrying a giant... a cloud giant prince. Giants of all kinds all raise their cups in celebration of the royal couple. Strangely, the cups reappear. The cups appear real, set in the wall rather than carved. Ooh, okay. Sorry. 
The, uh, the depicted giants are a storm giant queen bearing a trident aloft, a cloud giant prince, a fire giant wizard, a stone giant sage, a hill giant poet, and a frost giant knight. You guys are entitled to a history check. Oddly specific. I'll take it though. Let's see. Celine got a four. Nope. Man, Esther doesn't know shit, but apparently Zabak knows almost everything. Mercer 25. That's Mercer it. got it. Dirt, dirty 20 for Zabak, and Esther rolled like a nine plus whatever. I don't think that's going to make it. Yeah, no, the nine fails. Yeah. So, two of you guys got it. Cool. Uh, the, that check reveals that giants obey the ordning, a hierarchy of superiority that goes storm giant, cloud giant, fire giant, frost giant, stone giant, hill giant. Um, those that succeeded by five or more, which Mercer did, recognizes that a giant wedding, that at a giant wedding, the groom always drinks last. And you're also entitled to a perception check. Oh, boy, that's always. No, 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 no. Oh. Mercer is entitled to a perception oh, okay. check. Was, Mercer doesn't. Well, they both see. failed anyway, so it's fine. What'd you get? Well, one, I can't see on top of the table. No, no, no. This is the depiction on the wall. Okay. Um, Everything I'm telling you right now is from that depiction on the wall. Well, I rolled a three. Okay. Oh. So, like, I'm assuming the DC is like at least a ten. <laughs> it's more than that. Okay. <laughs> what roll was I making again? Sorry. It was a wisdom perception check. Four. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that's what you guys see. All right. Well, at this at this moment, nothing seems to pique my interest in that room. Not that I can see a whole lot. Um, Nothing that you can see will catch your attention. You're so right. uh, Mercer says we need to go up the stairs or down the stairs, which are these stairs over here. We don't and... see any like giant bones anywhere, do we? Um, no. Esther fills them in on about the contents of the table. Like, uh, should we be concerned about that? Because it's kind of fresh. Uh, I mean, Mercer. It's probably not a great thing. Okay, well, Mercer will then crawl up onto the chair and then get up onto the table. So, right here. Yeah, now what does he see? A half-eaten uh, sheep carcass. Two long swords that were used to carve the sheep. Um, one side that has a plate with bones everywhere. The two cups, this plate, and this side is completely untouched. Um, you're also entitled to another perception check now that you're up there. Uh, it's going to be a 14. Alright. Uh, you notice burn marks on the stone around the tips of the trident. Ooh, that's ominous. Okay. Okay, so what are we doing with that information? There's other things I can tell you, but there's certain things you have to do in order for me to tell you them. So okay. but I've given you all the info I can. Esther's okay, so, gonna go look at the bathroom. So remind me again what's on the table. I feel like I'm missing something. There's a half-eaten yeah. sheep carcass. Okay. Um, sheep me... carcass. Swords, plates. What other stuff is on there besides that? That's it. 
So there's no cups or anything on there? No, there is. I told you there's two cups. There's also a, a vase with liquid in it. Okay. I don't setting the here. Vase being set, yeah. So. Sorry. Well, yeah, the vase point, is sitting here in the middle. Well, at this point, then. Uh, I mean, based off the depiction, King drinks last. Right. He takes the. Bass relief or bar. The vase. Right. And uh, since there's only two two cups, right? Right. He fills the queen's cup first. Okay. And then fills the king's cup. All right. Um, as soon as you do that, you notice a strange glow come from off the cups, and the cups transform into two vials, two potions. Nice. He uh, pockets the uh, potions. What color are they? Uh, it doesn't specify a, a color. They are not red, I'll tell you that. Okay. So I'm going to say that they're purple for the moment because I don't know what color potion those are. Okay. Well, for the time being, he pockets them. Um, what are the plates made out of? Stum uh, ceramic. Basic ceramic plates. Um, Mercer grabs the two long swords. Okay. Uh, any other silverware? No. He walks across the table. Well, while he's over there on the what it would be the king side of the table, mm -hmm. he looks around. Does he see anything else? No. The only other thing that's in this room that you're seeing is the boss relief depiction. Okay, and then you said that there was some burn mark tips on a trident. Um. Right. Yeah. Let me. The trident you're seeing is on the boss relief itself. Okay. The there's six giants depicted are a storm giant queen bearing a trident aloft, and off of the trident you're seeing actual burn marks. Uh, for kicks and giggles, he shoots uh, a firebolt at it. Nothing happens. Does it depict it as like an element? Like during the in the relief, does it show like an element being from the? Nope. Um. Let's see what are there. Wait. What What are you aiming at here? Are you just trying to discover everything in the room? Yeah. Just dump. Just you throwing crap at the wall and seeing if it sticks. <laughs> um. He's going to crawl off the table. Okay. Um. Get closer to it because he has he has to be within fifteen feet. Um, and then he, uh, does, wait, no, he doesn't have that spell. He, uh, he hollers over at Selene. He's like, try lightning. At the relief. So she casts, she gets closer, she gets in within 15 feet of it. Mm -hmm. And then casts lightning lure. So, just a arc of lightning at the same spot. Nothing happens. Okay. Well, oh, it's just stuff that his characters were doing. Uh, detect magic. Detect magic. Okay, now I can tell you more. 
Now you're picking up on transmutation and evocation auras that are coming off of the Baz Relief. More specifically, off the cups and the trident. The cups and the trident are actually real and are embedded into the boss relief depiction. Alright, so pull them out. You wait, have to get wait. up onto the wall yeah. to get to them. Wait, that might be a bad idea. Like, it could, well, it could trigger something, man. Mercer hasn't hasn't stopped Mercer before, so he <laughs> climbs up into the relief. Esther backs off. And like starts yanking way. on... On the cup. Okay, so I need an athletics, strength athletics check. Uh, 14. 14. So you get the first cup pulled. He crawls up over to the other one. There's six cups because there were six giants. So the cups are in place of where the giant's hands are at as if they're holding the cups up. The back, get your totally butt over here. <laughs> Fine. I suppose if anybody's gonna die, it might as well be me. I've lived a full life. Tell me, start working on these things. All right, all right, all right. Esther's like, I'm gonna, you know, supervise just from over here. Yeah. So, so here's the here's again the question. (laughs) Mercer and if Mercer's just gonna keep trying until he either gets all of them or he gets zarped. Right. So. Um, do you want me to keep rolling? Uh, in this case, yes, because depending on how much time it takes determines if other things happen. Okay. Right. So a so we'll go next back, turn we'll go back and forth so you both have an opportunity. So an eight. No. All right. Strength. Make strength. Athletics check. Athletics. Oh, shit, man. There you go. At twenty. Okay, so you get another cup. Okay. Next one. I got a natural 20. Ooh. We are That's the third well. cup. I almost said, I almost said something jinxed me. But I didn't finish the sentence, so I'm not jinxed. So you got three cups out, you got three cups left, and Athletics. a trident. Athletics. 21 total. 21. Okay, so that's number four. I rolled another 20. That's oh, number shit. five. Oh, that's a seven. I then rolled a 17. That's the last one. So now you oh. just have the trident left. That's okay. uh, a 15? 15. Yeah. 15 pulls the trident out. Nice. Well, you seem to need all the weapons, so you take the trident. All right, I'll take it then. That's probably going to do something really good for you. I hope so. Um, I worked hard to get it. I gave it a good solid yank. I would say, and I'd put all the cups in my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, let's hunker. I don't know that it's wise to sleep in here. What time is it? Like, we've, I mean, realistically, we've only been in like 30 minutes, so we're still like 12 30. Yeah. Oh man, like mid? Yeah. Maybe 12 40 for the, the time it took you to go across the overbright. So, okay, so he he hobbles down. Um, and then we head up the stairs. Alright. You guys, who's heading up first? The back. She's the tank. Back comes up first. And Mercer right behind. Mercer, Celine, 
get up to this room up into this area and this is like a hallway sort of cross section you see one large door to your left and a little bit further down a large door on your right uh, I take that back one large door on your right and a little bit further down one large door on the left so go to the first door okay listen I hear the the toots coming out of my own butt <laughs> Do you, though? I rolled a one. Do you, you don't even hear that, man. Do, 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 you can't even hear your own thoughts. <laughs> so Mercer moved up to right here. Alright. I swear to God, he told us to roll initiative. I'm gonna die. And then he goes over to the other door to try to give it a shot. Listening? Yeah. With a... That's a little better. Um, perception for Mercer. That's going to be a 14. Okay, so in that door, you hear a variety of squawking sounds. Similar to the griffins, but different than what the griffins sounded like. Comes back. There's creatures in there. I don't think I really want to mess with them right now. I don't really want Tangled and I didn't master it now either. So... Uh, Celine's gonna go to the first door since Mercer didn't hear anything and she's gonna try to perceive something with a 13. Okay, so she doesn't hear a whole lot. The only distinctive sound she does hear is what sound is, um, it sounds like, uh, wind causing some sort of a sheet or like a flapping of fabric in the wind sort of thing. Imagine like a bed sheet that's hanging on a, a, a drying rope yeah. outside. Whatever um, that's called. <laughs> Clothesline. There you go. Okay. We have one in our house. Words are hard. Words are hard. I mean, Math is hard, too. I, I haven't got there yet. We, have, we haven't crossed that bridge. <laughs> for Mercer. You haven't crossed that bridge in a while. I had trouble last game. Yeah, but we didn't get a Mercer's Math Hard moment. Uh, that was more just a James Harden. <laughs> um, well, I guess check the door, see if it's locked. Uh, da, 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 da. It is not locked. Ooh, well, I, mean, then, I guess we'll go in. At the, unless you can't take a 10, it will take a strength check to open it because it is a large door. Uh, like, you're, you're standing up to get to the handle. Your hands are almost fully extended overhead just to get to the handle. Mercer probably can't even get to it. Celine could... Yeah, everybody else except for Mercer and Bolo. <laughs> so... Everybody's up here now. So... Hey, Zavek, go over there and take care of that door. Right, right, right. Oh, and she's gonna open the door. Yeah. Strange check? What? No. If you if you were to roll a ten on strength, what would you get? It'd be fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, you're able to open. You just chink, chink, and the door opens up. Huge bedroom dominates much. Of, a huge bed dominates much of the room. Across the wall, opposite of the bed, is a painting of a cyclops woman. Oh. 
She has cropped red hair and wears a long blue robe. A gaggle of cockatrice are gathered at her feet. The name Berenike has has been carved in... Wait a minute. Any of you know giant? Good chance not. It's gonna be a no from me. That's a no. None of your characters know giant? Okay, so you don't recognize. You see something written at the bottom, but you have no idea what it says. That's cool. Hopefully it's not a spell. Next to the bed is a large desk. It is disorganized, covered in open books, loose scrolls, and gnawed bones. Of note are a treatise of giant etiquette. So hold on, hold on. Uh, so we can glean from this information that the Cyclops is trying to like blend. Uh, Celine is going to cast Comprehend Languages. Okay. While having her hands on the wall where the writing is. So she's in the room now. Yes. And um, she can now uh, she can now read it. Okay. So the name beneath the picture says. Bear, I'm going to pronounce it as Barry Nike. It's fine. Because I have no idea how to pronounce that name. So Barry that... Like... We're just going to call her Baron for short and call it Problem Solved. Just call her Bernice. No, I'm going by what it says in here. Baron Nike. Um, da, 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 da. And then, like I said... Um, of note are treaties of giant etiquette at weddings and other occasions, and a scroll relating a method of using cockatrice feathers to make a balm of some sort. You, while you guys are in this room, you are allowed an investigation check. Are you guys all in this room now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Don't separate the party. Where's everybody at specifically? Oh Esther is just. So Celine's at the wall, wherever the wherever that thing is. At. Right here at the end of the bed. Where's Where's everybody else at in this room? Uh, Mercer's. Jack is gonna check out that red cloth. That's the bed. Oh, right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Climbs up on the desk. Oh my gosh. Esther's gonna kind of stay. He's, that's where he's going to investigate. Okay, where Esther's what? Gonna stay kind of in the doorway just to kind of. Yeah, there we go. I guess stand guard because she's like kind of had a blast tonight. <laughs> and Bolo's gonna stand on the ground but be at the edge of the table. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Celine's engrossed into the. So. On the uh, on the table, you do find a scroll that you recognize to be of arcane magic, a spell scroll, I should say. Um, you also discover a series of notes written in giant that sketch a tower reaching up towards the sky, as well as numerous artistic renderings of a woman in the of the woman in the painting with measurements listed beside them. He rolls up the scrolls. Um, and that's it. That's, that's all it. The, so he, he rolls them up, and then he hobbles off the table. He goes over to the Celine and goes, 
Uh, I'm gonna need you to translate these. Oh, the notes and everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the notes, depictions that are written in Giant talk about a tower and how big the tower needs to be in comparison to the size measurements of the woman that's depicted from the picture. Oh, that's... And then you're also seeing notes of, like, how tall the tower needs to be, um, how much time it takes to climb up the tower as well as climb back down, etc., etc. Okay. The only um, other thing you saw up there was a journal yeah. as well, but that was also written in giant. Oh, well, he would have grabbed that too. That's why I okay. asked if there was anything else. Okay, yeah. I, well, right after you asked that, I read it. So um, when she looks at that, okay, so I need to come back here. Oh, um, it's basically a series of journal entries that talk about how one night when uh, when this Cyclops went to sleep, he had a dream that he climbed a tower up into the astral plane and was able to find his long-lost wife. Oh, and she was able to return down the tower with him. So he believes he needs to build a tower to reach the astral plane in order to reunite with his long-lost uh, love. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Giant love. Uh, while she's doing that, Mercer's going to climb onto the bed and investigate that. Okay. And that's gonna be a thirteen. It's a bed. Okay. <laughs> you sleep there. He uh. He could have been really smart about it and be like, so you know this to be a structure designed for laying down, rolling up, and sleeping comfortably. He's going to crawl off the bed, and he's gonna crawl under the bed. Oh, not much of a crawl. He's going to duck. <laughs> no, he's going to walk. He doesn't even have to bend over. <laughs> and even worse, that's a 10. You're searching around under the bed. Yep. All of a sudden, eh, 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 <gasps> as dust is everywhere under the bed. Dust bunny's the size of him. Oh, it's a duck season <laughs> under there. <laughs> ah! And then walks off. Or is it? Season. Get it. Duck season. Um, well, so in the midst of looking around, I'm, I'm going to move over to the back. In the midst of looking around at the cloth and everything, mm-hmm. right on the other side of the cloth, it almost catches you off guard and scares you, but you see a half-built cloud golem. Oh. Oh. Um, that's interesting. So it hasn't been given life yet? or Well, it's a cloud golem that's standing there, and its head is just kind of pointed down, and it's missing its arms. Oh, poor guy. Somebody took away his second amendment. That was horrible. Come on! That was horrible. You guys are... You guys are... <laughs> you're uncultured swine. That's what you are. You guys have no sense of All I can say is, that was bad. Yeah, exactly. That's the... Best kind of joke is the bathroom. No. Are you sitting there coding? No. Oh, okay. 
Um, on the other side of the sheet, out through this hole in the side of the wall, you also see a large field of cloud. Mm. Looks very similar to the overbright clouds that you walked across to get to this structure. Um, it's so heavy and dense, the ocean is no longer visible from the vantage point, fading into the hazy blue far below. Um, and that's all I can tell you because I know you can't really do arcana checks. Um, at this point, Mercer's, you know, he hasn't really found anything else worthwhile, so he's going to... Do you say, does Zabak say anything about the unfinished golem? Hey guys, there's an unfinished cloud golem over here. Oh, that? Molo bolts right over here. And so does uh, Mercer. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Does Esther come over as well as Celine? Uh, Celine. She's gonna hold at the door. She, she meanders because she's more, you know, eh. Okay. So, um, first round of Arcana checks. Oh, uh, natural 20. Plus 7, 27. Oh, Zabak got a 1. Yeah, she, she doesn't know shit about that. So Bolo missed it by 1. Um, Mercer can tell that uh, this particular cloud golem is literally unfinished, not damaged or hurt. or It's just it's like an empty shell that hasn't been brought to yet. And possibly could be finished. He looks over at Bolo. We can do this. Let's go finish it. Bolo kind of looks at the cloud golem and looks over at you and goes, Have you got Tinkerer's tools? (laughs) Yes, I do. That's right. You help me with the wings. All right. Let's get... Do you want me to help you or you help me? Uh, You help me. All right. No, he doesn't help you at all. He's, I mean, he's looking at the cloud going, I've never worked on, I'm he's not too sure. He's excited to I, give any help. Well, let's see, no, that won't work. Not that. I just kind of slap his hand, stop, don't touch. I've never <laughs> done a cloud anything before. Uh, that's going to be a 20. Hell yeah. Somehow, you're not sure how, but somehow, with your tools, you figure out how to attach cloud arms to this thing and get it to stick and hold and as you do a small swirl of energy appears in the middle of it and just kind of slowly veins out and dissipates into the golem and it raises its head up looks at you and just kind of stands there I did it I look up at it you're mine and it shakes its head defend me Nods. <laughs> I like this. Well, okay. You've made yourself a little. When, threat. when he, when you say that, it picks you up and puts you on its shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Polo looks up at you. So it can pick you up and no problem. Anybody else, and you try to kick it in the shins. See how you are. Do you think great? What do you want? Kick him in the shins. No. You gonna... see the cloud just kind of. That's not how. <laughs> Take that. It's a cloud. You can stop. Hey, <laughs> it still kicked you. Oh and I'm not taller than you, so bite me. <laughs> Come on down here. Get him. <laughs> it picks Bolo. Put me down, you 
I pull him down. Stop it! No part. No infighting. We, we need to move. You want to keep it up? But now that you have this, do you want to check out the other room? Uh. Oh, you mean with the squawks? Yeah. You said you heard something in there. You've got extra help now. Either that, or it looks like we got to go through this thing to. Get to whatever else we, we go. go out here first, and if we survive this, we come back and deal with the squawks when we after we rest. That's a good idea. Some of us are out of spell slots. Yeah, Unless you think it's safe enough to rest here for the time being. I don't think it's you know the safest. Which I don't think is the case. The DM is trying to decide how to destroy us. That's his job as the DM. Kill us all. Um, something I forgot to mention that you did find on the table. Yeah. And Celine would have had to translate this. It was also in the journal. It was a process for creating the balm that removes petrification. You what? <laughs> now it's a process for creating the balm, not a balm itself. Oh, I thought you had like a weird little wooden bowl. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I told you, anything can be a sandwich. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need a bread-like slab and then a big So he does give that slab. to Selene to translate. And she does. Um, she realizes Boy, that... Howdy. The process for creating it requires a certain number of ingredients to include cockatrice feathers, uh, as well as other ingredients that are most likely going to be found in the house. So go re-scour the house for ingredients. Okay. Um, you find three of the ingredients that you need in the drawers of the desk, two more ingredients down here, and the final ingredient, obviously, is the cockatrice feathers. Which we haven't found any. Correct, because you haven't gone to that particular well, room yet. Well, now I know what's in the room. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, what's, what's, the, uh, what's the outlook on facing off against the cockatrices? Bad? Uh, I'm going to make a... I know that you know as a seasoned Dungeons and Dragons player. But, does Mercer... I'm going to make a in-game check to see if I know anything about the good old cockatrices. What do you want me to roll? Nature. I feel like it'll be bad if we try to tangle with these things. Knowledge, nature, or a really, really high survival check. 15 on nature. You know that they look like a hideous hybrid of a lizard, bird, and bat. I translate this to you. And it is infamous for its ability to turn flesh to stone. Oh! They are omnivores that have a diet that consists of berries, nuts, and flowers, and small animals such as insects, mice, and frogs. Things that they can swallow whole. They're considered small monstrosities, so they're about the same size as Mercer. Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to tangle with something that... Mercer wants one of these as a mount. No! 
I really don't want to tangle with something that can turn me to stone. Um, and for Mercer's case, you also know it takes some hefty animal handling, handling and training to try to take one of these on. You have a better chance of getting a, one of the griffins as a mount than you do these things, and the griffin is difficult. Well, we just need to kill him. So, well, we will circle back to that room. We know that's what's in there. So let's go figure out what's outside to deal with that first, and then... We can uh, clear that up if we need to. All right. Over. I'm gonna erase all of this. All right. So do you guys head out this way then? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the cloud that you're seeing is just the same as before as the overbright solid cloud. And the compass is pointing you dead ahead. So you guys start to walk forward, and it's almost like the compass is more familiar with overbright cloud sections now. So as needed, it might turn a little bit to the left, or it might turn a little bit to the right, and you guys follow suit, and it's almost as if you're navigating your way through moving clouds. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. Mercer. On the edge. Oh, man, it popped over to my 20. That's disappointing. Uh, bad. 12 for Mercer. Ew. Excuse me. 20 for Celine. Oh, man. Both of my, my ladies got a date. I don't know shit. You're too concerned with the fluffy white clouds under your feet. Yeah. Alright, so as you start progressing forward, anybody who got at least a 12 or a higher sees this, you start to notice um, statues. Uh-oh. Are we talking like somebody's like Michelangelo statues, or are we talking again dead people, white witch type of statues? Well, like stone statues. Celine goes, they're people that have been petrified. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, man, um, I feel like maybe we should leave. This is bad. The three that you see that are still intact so far, and as you see these, you start to notice other things like tables and busted pieces of stone, etc., etc. And you see a golem, over, a cloud golem over here working. The three statues that are intact right near where you're at, one of them looks like a male human. Excuse me. The second one looks like a griffin, and the last one looks like some sort of a female halfling. Interesting. What are we? What's the golem doing? He is hammering at petrified stone and shaping it into squared-off blocks. Okay, sweet. So it can give me a wisdom saving throw, and reminds me you have a cloud golem. So let's get the other cloud golem out here. And a twenty-four to hit.
for the moment, is Mercer still on this Cloud Golem's shoulders? Yes, he is. Okay, so for the moment, I'm going to pull your miniature off. Oh, my God. And oh my put God. this one in its place. Bob. No, he's Bob. That would have been a good play, but uh, no, he's Bob. Come on. All right, so it needs to make a what save? Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. And he takes five, or it's not five, he takes seven points of fire damage. What, what kind of a saving throw is this thing making? Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, that's going to be a six. No. So, what, 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 what was cast that involves a wisdom saving throw and fire damage? So, no. It's Selene cast Vicious Mockery. Okay. Which is the wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Mercer cast Firebolt. Firebolt. Okay. So, he takes seven points of fire damage from Mercer. Okay. And then the Golem's going to take... One point psychic damage, Ooh. and has um, disadvantage on his next attack roll. Oh wait a minute, that ah, was that was up. magic. Hang on. Uh, sixteen. I'm okay. Sorry. No. Six. Okay. So he does not take that one point and does not have disadvantage. Sorry, I forgot. Advantage against magic spells. Um, and how much was the fire damage? Seven. Seven. And now you have the golem's attention, so initiative. Well, before we get that, and then I tell Bob to put me down. Uh oh. Alright, so. Gnome's off, he's pissed off now. And defend. All of us, right? Not just you. On that, it stands right in front of you. Perfect. I have been fogged. Well, he's got a large cloud golem standing in front of him, and he's a small person. So he's about when when Mercer stands next to the cloud golem, he's at about the cloud golem's kneecaps. <laughs> and there's, I'm sure there's a really good joke about some kind of brain fog, but I just can't. I just can't. Your head's up in the clouds. I guess so. <laughs> Or in Mercer's case, he's in the cloud. <laughs> so, um, okay, run it by me again. I'm sorry, I got distracted from laughing. Yeah. That's it, because because basically he he so Celine did the the whole vicious mockery. Mm-hmm. He did the flame bolt. He told Bob to put him down and defend. Right. And then now we go into initiative. Initiative. Okay. Because nobody else did anything. Correct. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. No. Well, no. I I will say this. Bolo will do a, a firebolt as well when he sees Mercer do it, and he'll hit. Hasn't the party learned yet? If it if it's been something they've killed before, Mercer and Celine are firing at it. Yeah, they. Yeah, I guess. We don't play. We burn things to the ground. I guess. Y'all bunch of fire starters. Would you? Did you have issues with bedwetting as a child, Mercer? Arsonist, you know. Bolo got a 19. Oh, you know, as we're going last. Hey, 25 minutes bed. This thing got a 16. Okay, I need. What What was Esther's? Esther rolled a 2. That's a 5 total. 5. What did Zabak get? 18. 
18. What did Mercer get? Uh, I haven't made it there yet, sorry. I had to go get a beverage. Has Celine rolled yet? No, because okay. I had to go get a beverage. Yeah, I didn't know if maybe you rolled for at least one of them first. It was one time. I actually rolled for four chains. It's a miracle. One time. Mercer, I I just did 20. Wow. Celine, 6. Well, I guess that tracks. 20 and 6. All right, so Mercer's going to go first, followed behind Bolo. Uh, then Zabak, then Big Boy, um, I assume Bob goes on my initiative. Yes. Yeah, I'll say that instead. Uh, then, then Celine, and finally Esther. So, Mercer, what are you doing? Mercer's going to pop out beside Bob real quick. He moves with you. You said defend him, so he sta- makes a point of standing in front of you at all times. Well, then I duck between his legs. Oh, my. Fireball. Okay. I'm with... playing this very close to the rope because these things are dumber than rocks. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Um, and then, so 19's going to hit. 19 will hit. Four points of fire damage. And then Bob is essentially readying an action that if uh, if Cloud Boy comes and attacks me, mm-hmm. he's going to intercept and grapple. So if it if it if it appears uh, evil cloud golem. Mm-hmm. Bob's, you know, evil twin um, oh, is going to attack me. Then he will intercede and grapple. Okay. That's your intended instructions for the cloud goal, yes. correct? Okay. Yep, because he's supposed to defend me. Correct. And I'm laying out the intended instructions I want him to do. Okay. There it is, right in front of me. Okay. Uh, so it's Bolo's turn. He. Do, do, do. He's just going to do a firebolt. And miss horribly. He's not used to being on cloud. He's used to being on solid ground. It's finger guns. This is called a wrench. Finger guns work better. I'll stick with what I'm good at. Well, you missed. So Probably a good idea. Finger guns. I won't kick you in the shins. I'll bash you in the shins. Oh, damn. You can try. That's a threat. <laughs> It's Zabak's turn. What does Zabak do? Okay. Now that you guys have thoroughly gotten this thing's attention. Alright, um... Oh boy. Time for the heavy crossbow. Alright. Uh-oh. 
she shoots and it goes wide and she misses because she rolled a four and no matter what I add to that, I'm pretty sure she's gonna miss. Uh, add it together and tell me what you rolled. I don't know what I rolled, plus a seven. I need to know, ten. these things are not ten. hard to hit. Ten. Ten. Okay, so you shoot the bolt, it hits the cloud golem. And you see the bolt go through the cloud golem and off into a bunch well, of field of cloud. All right, if I had thought further ahead, I would have known that wasn't going to work. That's worth a shot. At no point, <laughs> unless you nice. roll like a one or a two, never assume that just because you rolled low right, that you're going right, to miss. All right. All right. Uh, it's, it's turn. And it uh, it opens its arms out and releases a thick fog from its body in a radius of forty feet. Oh, I really don't like that. So now instead of seeing a cloud golem, you see a large foggy spot. Oh, great. Um, shooting at the cloud golem while it is in the cloud, I believe, incurs disadvantage as if it was invisible. Oh, that tracks. And... Uh, it is Celine's turn, and while she does her thing, I'm going to look up the fog spell real quick. Um. Fog cloud. It's kind of sad that this dry erase marker works better on this. Well, I guess that actually makes um just says the area is heavily obscured. So attacking blindly, that would just be disadvantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So okay. yeah, Selene's gonna cast Firebolt. Alright, so she's at disadvantage. Uh yes yeah, uh ten. It's a hit. She doesn't see it hit, but it's a hit. Nice. Ten points of damage. She doesn't know whether or not she hit it. That's fine. Quietly, she did hit it. Nice. She just gets that innate sense that she connected. She's like, hmm, I feel good about that hit. I feel good about that. Actually, it would be more like... <laughs> did it do anything? Yeah. She's going to she's gonna act like it did. She's going to be like... Yeah. See how good I am? Look at me. Look how awesome I am. <laughs> I totally took it out. Uh, Esther's turn. Alright, um... I've been thinking about this this whole time and I still haven't really come to a decision. So I'm pretty much down to, the, down to my cantrips. You know what? She's gonna risk it for the biscuit and try... Risk it for the brisket? Shut up. <laughs> Lightning breath. Okay, so I do have to roll an attack roll. I, um, uh, target, oh, no, no, target, just... target's got to make a deck save. So, I should have just written this number down. Eight. 
11. So All right, so because he's obscured in the fog, he's going to be rolling at advantage because you don't know where in the fog he's at. Yeah, I know. And your attack is in a line rather than a cone. Oh, wait. Oh, that's right. If oh. it was a cone-shaped breath attack, oh. I wouldn't do that. It's 5 by 30. Right. I... Um, I didn't brain very good on that one. Um, she's just going to hold her action until she sees the other cloud golem again. Okay. She's not going to be super effective. Alright. Top of the line. Mercer, what you doing? He's going to do the uh, good old blind firebolt. Possibly go wrong. Uh, that's going to be an 18. No, sorry, 60. 16. Your roll, lowest roll was a I 16. Rolled an 8 plus 8, 16. Remind me how you have such a high spell attack modifier. So, 5 plus proficiency, which is 2, plus my improved arcane focus with a plus 1. What's the 5 from? My stat modifier. You have a 20? 20 for my intel intellect, yes. Okay. I assume uh, that's from a racial modifier. Uh-huh. Okay. Gnomes get a plus two for intellect. And you had an 18, didn't you? Well, I gotta compensate for the height somehow. Wow, okay. <laughs> you metaphorically get kicked in your shin. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so roll the damage. Four. Three points of fire damage. So close. It's Bolo's turn. He's going to follow suit and attempt to fire blindly. For 12, which is a hit. He fires his firebolt into the foggy cloud. And just as he does, it goes in, it disappears in the fog, and a second later, the fog drops and you no longer see the cloud golem. Yay! Nice! And that's how you do it. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.